Tina Turner, Voldemort, and Kingpin all in the same movie? Who knew? This week, we discussed the 1995 cult classic, Strange Days. And this week, we are joined by our cousin, Josh. Hi, nice to be back. I'm Chad. Sit back, strap on a wire, because this is episode 146 of your war-winning podcast. We used to talk about this at work. another week how are you feeling i I don't know what the heck is wrong with me i'm still sick man like um you you may not be able to tell like by my voice at this time oh no i can tell oh okay okay yeah you you can tell can you tell josh yeah oh okay (laughs) i thought i was hiding it well (laughs) um but like okay well i sound sick now but like like during certain parts of the day, I just can't stop coughing. But uh, I'm on antibiotics right now, so hopefully that does something. Otherwise, you know, back to the doctor I go. Um, before we get into the show, right quick, I want to throw out there that um, I started a new YouTube playlist on our account that is just YouTube exclusive content. It's not a lot. But, you know, we we are working on stuff to build that up. That is a goal this year to, like, you know, build up the YouTube page. And so Matt and I have been talking, and we got some ideas about some different things that we want to do on YouTube. And also, I've been talking to a friend of the show, Fran, and her maternity leave is up. And we're going to do something kind of fun, me and her. Yes, that more engagement on our YouTube. We need you but yeah josh so you here um i don't remember what we talked about last time did we did we talk this last about this? episode was in july for blackberry oh well then okay so that was a group chat we were talking about this okay uh josh you, you have some news for the listeners um yeah so in november i proposed to my then girlfriend I say then goes friendly because she's now my fiance. So she said yes. Woo! Um, Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you very much. We're we're about so, to get a girl cousin. <laughs> yes. Uh, how how did you do it? Um. So we met in Manchester, which um, for those who don't know is a city in the north of England. And they're united. That they were. They're not very united because there's two football teams that hate each other vigorously, but. Yeah. Wait, wait, Manchester has two teams now? Yeah, so there's Manchester United, um, which is more famous globally than Manchester City, which is ah, more popular at home. And yeah, I don't follow football, so I don't really know that's not an authority. But um, yeah, uh, that's where we met. So uh, we we went on a little trip back there and proposed in the hotel. Did you get down on your knee and do all that? Uh, yeah. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were, were were you were you nervous? Do you were you like one hundred percent? She's gonna say yes. Was it part of you were like, I hope she says yes. Uh, no, I was quite confident she would because she's been hinting at it for years. So oh yeah, yeah. We Despite know. which she was we apparently know. completely surprised. That's funny. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, she said yeah. So let's 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 do a side step. Matt, can you tell us your proposal story, and I'll tell mine. 
So um, I told her I want to find a restaurant in Japan to where a TV restaurant. And when I said TV restaurant, you know, I want a TV. I want a restaurant where you go to where they have candles. It's low. The the lighting's oh, low. Oh, like like, a, like on an episode, like a romantic episode. Of yeah, a like show. a romantic episode, not like a. There's TVs. Cheesecake factory. Like I wanted like a, a nice TV thing or whatever. So and I was like, oh yeah, we want to dress up and everything. So then, um, she dressed up in a nice outfit, and we had our friends with us. Um, and I had a suit, but then like the sh the shoes, my dress shoes. They didn't fit. <laughs> so knowing that this is a Japanese restaurant and I was going to take off my shoes, I wore slippers, like black slippers. That's funny. <laughs> so we went there to this restaurant and like, I'm super nervous, super nervous. Um, and then I'm like, like all my, like my friends, I, I had my, I had a Caesar there and another friend and they knew what was going to happen. And I'm just like, um, uh, Sometime through the night, I'm going to propose. So, like, as we're eating, we're checking. She had her friends, her female friends there, too. And I'm like, hey, is this a time now? Should I do it now? And they're like, no, not right now. And I'm like, okay, okay. So, as I go to it, I'm like, time now, now? And they're like, no, no, that's not good. So, then finally, I was like, time now? And they were like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. And then, you know, I got up, said a speech about, you know, loving her and all those things and got down on one knee and did the ring thing and then she just starts crying yeah. and then um i know Caesar's gonna listen to this caesar used to have the video of this i don't have it but um if he still has it send it to your boy and i'll post it or whatever i take that back because she starts crying right she starts crying and everything and then like one point in the video like it was kind of like uh the office to where it's like i look at the camera and i'm just like Right, you. She never said gym. yes or no. She yeah. just, she just crying, and I was like, "Is that a yes?" And then she was like, "Yes," and there it was. That's cute. Um, so with Samantha, and um, that I'm, I'm, you know, at the time of recording this, um, we just posted the episode where my ex-wife comes on, Josh. So we can officially right. say she's my ex-wife, and we're not having conversations <laughs> when we stop recording. So, you know, I'm divorced now. Um, but so I got the ring. So she knew that I wanted to marry her very early on. And so I, I gave her options. Like I, I gave her a list of like five rings where I'm like, you know, whenever I propose to you, which one of these do you like? And uh, wait, no, wait no, no. question. How far away that conversation? How far from the time you actually proposed? It was a couple months. OK, OK. So wait, no, she didn't get to pick the ring. Like I told her to like narrow it down to like her top three. Mm -hmm. And so at from that point, then I talked to like, you know, women that I knew. So like women that I worked with at our old job, my cousin Bree, you know, women that I trusted. Like, which one of these rings do you guys think I should get, Samantha? So mm -hmm. I got the ring and I re I remember I got the ring like around MLK Day. So that's like January. And uh, it came to like my mom's house and um, I wanted to, um, at the time she was really into Doctor Who. So I got her a ring box shaped like the TARDIS. That's uh, a little phone booth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And so I got that 
And I put it to, you know, and I brought it to my mom's house. And I was like, okay, so uh, I think I want to say like in March. So I had the ring for like two months. In March, we were going to a wedding in um, Iowa. And so um, we had the wedding that Saturday. And then we came, we drove back home Sunday. So like my mom had a key to our, uh, our apartment at the time. And so like I asked her to like, put the ring like in my um in my dresser um so that when we get back I was going to propose cuz I I don't like the idea of like you go to somebody's wedding and then you propose like during the reception like that's not No, cool. that's tacky. No, yeah, that's, that's that's for the couple. That's not your that's not your moment, you know. Right, right. So we get back from the um uh, so like uh, like she's dry it's it's her turn to drive so I'm looking online like you know what need do you get on when you propose and all this stuff. And Wait, so, there's a specific knee? According to the internet, I don't remember. Which, which, knee, which knee is it, Josh? The right knee? Uh, I don't remember which one I went down on. Right, that's what I'm saying. I, don't I just got that on knee. I don't know which one it was. <laughs> the I, internet, I, I the internet says this one. one. Let me see. All right, let, let's, let's bring this show to a halt. Let's see. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think I went down on the right knee. Most likely, was, I probably went down on my no. I did because she was right here, so I, I did go down on my right knee. Yes, yes. it says the left knee. Excuse me. It says you traditionally are on your left knee. Who makes these rules? I don't know. It's okay, but... Josh. Me and you bucking the tra bucking the tradition. All right, so we'll, we'll be fine. <laughs> We're modernizing it. Yes. Well, like, look, man. I did this like over a well. I did this like a decade ago. I don't remember. So, um. She uh she got on because like yeah this would have been like 2014 or something like that 2013 2014 sorry 2014 2015 so like uh you know we you know we were for whatever reason she was like checking some stuff on face on, on her computer so like maybe Facebook maybe email I don't remember so I went to my dresser and got the ring and um her uh, she was like on the computer like it was a desktop computer. And so, like, I she, in the chair, so I, I stood behind her and I got on my knee and I was like, "Hey, Samantha," and she turned around and like, it, she, she's just in shock, and she's just like, basically just looking at the box, like, "Where the fuck <laughs> you get this box from?" And I was like, "Samantha," she's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah yes, 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 I will marry you." So yeah, <laughs> so yeah, that's so, my um. Story. So Chad, since you've um. You've had the full marriage cycle. Mm -hmm. What um, advice will you give young Josh and his? Uh, if you give him tips on marriage, what kind of advice would you give him? Yeah, to get uh, a happy life. <laughs> well, you know, communication is always key, right? And um, people always say, you know, it, it is it is it's a team game, right? So, like, just be willing to you know listen to your partner. Um, be willing to, you know, compromise. Um, I'm I'm not a fan of happy wife, happy. Well, I am a, a fan of happy wife, happy life. But what I'm saying is like, don't completely compromise. Don't completely like wash away how you feel about things just for somebody else. Like, yeah. I'm not saying you should like, you know, push your own opinions, but like, you know, you, there's ways to come to the table and talk to somebody like a person without arguing and stuff, you know, like mm. um, present your feelings, but not in a jerky way.
I've been married 15 years. It'll be 16 this year. Um, my biggest thing to say is communication, honestly. Communication and honesty. And you, you really need to know your partner to be... When I say communication, I mean just speaking how you feel. But you just can't be saying anything. You have to know your partner, know how they interpret things. So, like... Um, for example, if she's mad at you, you need to know how to tread how she, when she's mad and then things like that and how to proceed forward and stuff like that. Like, for example, for me, the wife knows when I'm mad, I'm going to be mad. Do not talk to me. I'm going to figure this stuff out by myself. And then an hour or so later, I'll be like, okay, this is uh blah, 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 blah to where like the wife. She'll want to talk it out and things like that and stuff like that. So I just say the biggest thing is communication and just knowing, just get to know them like deep down inside to know how to react for different situations. And um, don't do nothing crazy. No cheating or anything else like that. So you'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> you'll be fine. So you guys um, do any planning yet? Like, you know, like what kind of wedding you want or anything like that? Yeah, I think, um, well, we looked at a venue for the reception last weekend, and then we're planning a few more trips. Um, so, yeah, we'll probably get married in the Catholic Church and then have a reception somewhere a bit swanky nearby. And you, uh, neither of you guys is very religious, right? No, not particularly, no. So but, are you uh, you're doing that both... for your parents? Well, I, I, to be honest, I didn't realize you could get married outside of a church until recently. <laughs> Because that was my kind of upbringing. <laughs> yeah, we got um, married in a casino. In a casino? Hey, I, I just went to the courthouse for my wedding. <laughs> yeah, that, that would never happen in the UK. <laughs> the, um, so, like, there's, like, a, a really... Um, if I find some picture... Well, I'll show you guys. If I find some pictures with, like, not a lot of people in it that have never been on this show, I might post them. But, um, so, there's a nightclub in this casino near us. And um, like when you first enter it, it feels like like a old 1950s like lounge. Mm -hmm. So we got married in like that part. And then like the dance, the dance part is where we had the reception. Oh, very nice. You do any gambling as well? No, but I remember because um, we were just so busy. But I remember mm -hmm. um, was it, it? It was like the was that the night before? Or something like that. I remember. Oh, um, somebody in the wedding party. Their like one of the bridesmaids. Her boyfriend at the time. He got really drunk and he was trying to go into the casino. And they're like, "No, dude, you're, you, you know." Um, and then Matt did a court a courthouse wedding, which is there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Save that money. Yeah. Right. Because it yeah, was just expensive. like she, she. We already had the rings and everything, so she went to the courthouse um in japan so i don't know nothing so she's out there filling out the paperwork and everything and then she brings it to the thing they come back and everything and she comes back and she's like we're married and i was like oh okay here's a reason <laughs> we good to go now <laughs> all is well yes but no i wish you all the happiness and years and that's nice from the time oh. that she was on the podcast and for whatever thing you said she sounds like good people so 
I know that you guys are gonna last forever. Uh, thank you. That's very sweet. Yeah, I want but, nothing but hey, the best honestly, for you guys. if you don't, you can come back on the podcast and talk shit about her later on. All right. <laughs> no, we don't do that anyway. We we are not we are not that kind of podcast. All right. We we support women one way or another. So yeah. Hey man, well, I'm just looking can... for the good content. You can invite her on to talk shit about me instead. Yeah, see, we can do both. We get both sides of the story. Yeah, see, no, we don't, we only want the female perspective. So yeah. <laughs> um. Also, well, speaking of rings and all that jazz, you um you did a Lord of the Rings marathon. Ooh, that was nice. Thank you, thank you. I like that you. transition. Thank that is you. nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, yeah. Oh God. Uh, last weekend. Yeah. Uh, went to a friend's house or flat apartment in American Parliament and um, watched all three extended versions of the films. So Which... you literally watched TV all day? Oh yeah, never done that before. I'm not a binge. Um, wait, quick question. <laughs> so how how much longer is a extended version than a regular version? I don't know how long the regular versions are, but the each extended film is. Between three and a half and four hours, I think. So overall, oh, wow. including Next. breaks, it was about 13 hours. Oh, wow. It was exhausting. <laughs> uh, it was yeah. good, though. I mean, if you don't like the films, you're going to have a very bad day. But I do like the films. Yeah, I've seen... I don't think I've seen all of Return of the King, but like I, I think they're fine, but like that's kind of like not my... Um, not, not my genre. Yeah, it's I've seen them all. I don't. It's kind of like I'm in the middle, where it's like I've seen them all, but I don't have anything negative to say about it. But like I don't remember anything like super positive to say about it. But I just maybe I got a bad memory. But it's just like I know I watched it, but I like I don't remember details about it. Mm. Need to watch them again. Then you should go to a marathon. <laughs> um would you no because i don't like uh, uh maybe it's the 2024 in me i do not like long movies um this new genre of long movies it's it's a actually i take that back it's a mixture of this genre and this podcast to where i am not trying to be like three four hours watching a movie because my brain is not wired to enjoy it fully and right. Chad, you can test it as to where I'm not, I can't fully enjoy a movie anymore because in my mind, I'm critiquing this movie as I watch this. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is work. Yeah. Everything is work. Cause like, as I'm watching a movie, I'm like, all right, this is good. This is bad. This is good. This is good. And then at the end of the movie, every time I watch something now, I'm like this. Should I do a bonus review of this movie? The answer I, I is always yes. If you have to I think can't about enjoy a that movie anymore, I'm just like, do I need to do something? Do I need to put some content out for this movie now? Absolutely, so... Matt. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can make it quite digestible by just um, chopping it into little hour episodes. So you can turn the whole series into a mini-series or even a 12-part series if it's 12 hours long. Watch it that way. You're right. Maybe I should I, I should have done this with Star Wars when he first told me about Star Wars to where I should have watched, like, each one and be like, hey, here's my thoughts about it. It went down the whole line like that. Mm. Yeah, you're right. That would have been good, some good content. Because I'm similar. Like I, I have a very 
terrible attention span. Mm -hmm. I, I struggle with long films. Uh, but I do make an exception for Lord of the Rings because it's just that good. Mm -hmm. Maybe I need to give Lord of the Rings another shot and then because like the original ones are like not that long, right? Like two hours, maybe two and a half. Let's see. Let's see. Anything longer than two and a half. Sorry, Josh, I can't do this. But if it's less than two and a half, I'll give another run through for you. For you. <laughs> Specifically for you. Uh, the first Lord of the Rings. I thought, I thought it would be at the top. Is the time not at the top on IMDb? Oh, yeah, so it says two hours 58, but that feels like the extended time. I don't think it is. I think the extended is about four hours because the sequel's. Two hours fifty nine, according to IMDb. Wow. I think what they had to do is chop it so it's basically exactly three hours. Otherwise, so it was, you know, is it really that like from the original version to the extended version? Do you really get like a lot more information in these in the extended version? Wait, hold on one second. <clears throat> the theatric so um, Fellowship of the Rings theatrical runtime is two hours fifty eight minutes. Extended three hours twenty eight minutes. Two towers, two hours fifty nine minutes. Extended three hours forty three minutes. Return of the King, three hours twenty one minutes. Extended four hours and eleven minutes. Wait, extend that was three. Wow, that, the the regular version was three hours. Yeah, three and a half. Three and a yeah. half hours. That's wild. Yeah, I mean, but I've watched that and I don't remember it being like. You were wrapped up in the movie, maybe. It's so engrossing. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't remember it being like, oh, man, this is movies too long. Not like Avatar 2. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a, a lot more happens than in Avatar 2. Um, what was I going to say? The Way of Water? Oh, the sorry, yeah. the um, Yeah, the extended versions, they don't. I mean, they add stuff that is kind of superfluous and obviously isn't necessary in the film, but... Mm -hmm. It's mostly filler, but it, it does kind of it enriches the experience. I'll put it that way. And I can appreciate that. Yeah. And then also you're planning a trip to visit Matt. Is this like honeymoon <laughs> or just a random trip? Uh Alex isn't invited. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's my brother and I. We're going to uh we planned last year that we got to Japan at some point. So um that's in the works we're going in. Late March, early April for the oh, so Sakura season. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, a couple of months away. Um, and we're going to Tokyo, Osaka, and Kyoto. Are either of those last two close to you, Matt? No, no. Osaka, Tokyo, Kyoto, no, those are close to me. Where did you live again? <laughs> uh, Nagasaki, which is basically YouTube. Uh, we are all right, put in. U.S. map stuff is we are Florida, and he is talking about like Missouri, New England type of stuff. Uh, like okay. they're in middle and higher up as far as you go up on the uh, the country. Okay, so you're in southern Japan, and he's going to be in northern Japan. Are you, are you in uh, Tokyo, uh, Osaka, and that's all in Honshu? Is that right? Yeah, Tokyo and Osaka is close to each other. Is Nagasaki but, in Honshu as well? No, no, Nagasaki's further down. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, like, oh. once you, like, when you get to, everybody arrives in Tokyo, and then, like, Osaka, like, I'm trying to go to Osaka in um, 
spring because Osaka has a uh, USJ. I mean, um, Universal Studios Japan and Mario World and things like that. That's in Osaka. Yeah, So, we'll go to that. I, yeah, so I plan on going that for my son's spring break this year during that time. But it's uh, it's closer to Tokyo than it is from where I'm at, though. So Right. you need to Yeah. go during Matt's son's spring break so we can get a collab. We can get we can get a couple pics, you know, hanging out You with want the to cousins. go to US? You want to go to Universal Studio? I, I took the back. Hold on, let me go back. So, what are, besides seeing um, the Sakura Festival and all the flowers and stuff, what would you like to? What are you trying to see while you're in Japan? Um, oh gosh, a bit of everything. So my brother's booked us to watch a sumo wrestling match. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> I've I feel I've I've met a sumo wrestler, really. but I have not actually seen a sumo wrestling match. Okay. Uh, well, I'll 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 give you my review. It's the final Record of the it. tournament. Re record it. Everything is content. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and my brother was saying that by the end of the trip, we'll be so fat that we might be sooner or less to get children. So Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'll send you Good, that if not. good, good eating out here. Yeah, Wait, yeah, are yeah. you a picky picky eater or No. are you really try anything? I'll, I'll try anything. Okay. All right. All right. That's good. That that helps a lot. Yeah. yeah. So I've heard. Um, yeah, and then uh, yes, yeah, so a sucker for the food mostly, but uh, we've got loads of stuff planned. I just can't remember what, like visiting temples and um, museums and stuff. I'm just walking around because we've never been anywhere like Japan before, so it'll be a completely different experience. If you have any recommendations, you let us know. Uh -huh. But um, Yeah, I Habra. what's that? City Well, of Lights. it it's 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 like the I don't know how to describe like a lot. There's a lot of electronics and anime and Oh. things Arcades like that. and stuff. Arcade Yeah. stuff in Tokyo. Um, I don't want to say it. like a shopping area type of place is whatever. It's like that's what they're known for there. Yeah. But yeah, like once, like once you get there, if you have any questions or you're confused about anything, nah, hit me up. Honestly, if I don't know, I'm going to pass the phone to the wife and then she'll better help you out. So yeah, no problem at Thank all. you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll be in Osaka <laughs> late March as well. So if, if you happen to be there at the same time, right. let me know. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I will. All right. Maybe, maybe we need to link up. I have to talk to the wife and um, see what's going on, but We'll talk offline, see if we can link up there. Sounds good. Yeah. I love this. I love this bonding. Yeah, because I get to meet Josh before you do. Yeah. <laughs> I won't be happy next. about that. I won't be Next happy year about I'll be that. a trip to is it St. <laughs> Louis? yeah. Yeah. Get him get So him some Emo's pizza, some White Castle. I'm not gonna do him like that at all. But um I, I very much intend to crash your wedding, so don't worry. Oh, <laughs> no, you guys are both invited. So. That's what I Oh, want yeah. to hear, Josh. <laughs> I yes. I, I already mentally planned this trip out. Oh no, and like he he spoke it into in existence. He been saying like like dead serious. Oh, I want to go to Josh's wedding. Yeah. Yeah. That's my Yeah, fucking yeah. cousin, man. Yeah. <laughs> Have a table to yourselves. It'll be uh, I think we're looking at September <laughs> twenty twenty five. So Okay, okay. I can I can mess with Ooh, that. that could work for me. I might be able to make that one. You should. We should go to fucking London. We should uh you know do some you know uh hang out, do some tours and shit, you know. All right, Josh, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I don't see the appeal of London 
but maybe it's all stereotypes. When I think about London, I just think about the rain in a telephone booth type stuff. I'm sorry, that's the stereotypes, and I apologize. No, can that's you fair. sell me? Can you sell me on going to London? Um, yes, I can try. Um, it's, I mean, it's the most well connected city in the world in many respects, and anything you know, there's something for everyone. It is um it's 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 foreign New York. It's very it's very similar to New York. It's Yeah. a bit less crazy. It's Um it's cleaner, much cleaner. yeah. All right, that's Doesn't a plus. smell as bad. <laughs> um it's yeah, no, it's it's just some really nice places. Food. <laughs> All right, there's a we have a bad stereotype of food, which is completely unfair, I think. The food in London All is right, and that's another thing I want to get to. I see be like <laughs> beans and different stuff on food. I was like this. No. Don't go anywhere near beans on toast. That's just a good thing, in my Well, opinion. But um, the 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 Chinatown in London is freaking amazing. I has the best Chinese food I've ever had in London. mm. yeah, it's it's really pretty as well. Just, just walking through it. I guess I guess uh what is a um um I guess a traditional London dish or something like that. Okay, for example, me and Chad show up to your doorstep. What is something like a London thing that you guys will serve us? Uh, I don't know about London specifically, but if I were to uh, introduce you to British food, that is worth eating. Um, eating maybe maybe a pie, a nice steak oh wait pie. i know what it is you last time you was on you talked about <laughs> uh blood something uh Black pudding. yes Yeah. i will i would like to try that yes Hmm. That's uh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, haggis, yeah you which is similar. i've you had down haggis. for that chat Fish and chips. i don't like cod we've talked about this offline oh yeah yeah Yeah, yeah yeah that's true yeah Um, Cornish pasties. Sticky okay toffee pudding. I can keep going, but we'll be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right we'll, we'll try to figure this out uh in the in the coming months and things and see if we can make this happen Sounds good. yeah Um so I'm sorry um no let, let me hear let me hear this let me hear this transition man let me, let me hear it speaking of I don't. You, this is a vague topic, so I, I can't Mm -hmm. transition. It's not it's not like there's a link there. Are oh, you going to click on the damn link? This man. This this is what I have to deal with every week, Josh. That's why he loves me. If I was perfect, he wouldn't love me. That's I it will funny. it wouldn't open up either. Oh, It there won't. we go. Okay. That's funny. Oh, okay. I saw a clip about that. Nah, I ain't no transition for that. Uh, Chad, what you want to talk about this week? Okay, so um, right now, and hopefully by the time this episode posts, this will be resolved. But right now, a lot of the music,
here is some food that I cooked and here's how I made it. Or here is like a soda I, I chested out, a weird soda or or something like. And so like there's music, but I'm talking over it. And so like now it's muted. And I'm like, damn it, TikTok, you, you didn't have to do this. You could have just gave them some money. So basically, Uh-huh. Hmm? No, go ahead, go ahead. I was about to say that. Uh-huh. so basically TikTok is trying to shortchange the music labels. Um, because they feel like they are an asset to the music labels. Like people go to TikTok, they hear a new song, and then they will, you know, go to Spotify or Apple Music or wherever and like, you know, give the song clicks. So they're like, we don't, we feel like since we are bringing so much traffic to your songs, you should give us less, we, we should give you less money. And so, but the music groups are saying, People are going to your app and they are, you know, part of the reason they're going is to find out what the new music is. So we are helping you. So you should give us more money. Uh huh. So that's kind of like the back and forth argument. I don't really care because these are tr billion trillion dollar corporations fighting with each other. Just make it so that my stuff isn't muted anymore, guys. TikTok, give them some more money. You got that generic elevator music eventually. But nobody trying to do the latest TikTok dance to elevator music. They want to do it to the new um, Taylor Swift or Olivia Rodrigo or whoever Is that is what your the. videos are? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Chat out here doing the new dances. Hey, man, like I'm, like I'm doing whatever I can do to get this, you know, drive up engagement. Okay. I want to see a video of you flossing to a Taylor Swift song. You won't see that because flossing isn't cool anymore. You can make it cool. Yeah, I believe you in you can it. bring it back. You can bring it back. I can't. I love how we're saying this, but you know, young people think that we're old and gross. We're all, I'm almost forty. They don't want to see me. Nah, that's true. Like when After when completing, I do it in front of my son, he's like, uh, oh, dad, you're embarrassing me. yeah, I'm like, we talking about this is what the kids be doing. that's He was not like, what Yeah, we do, dad. the kids. He said the kids. And I'm like, ah, oh, you say I'm old. So I was like, okay, I leave it to the kids to do these dances. But you are old, man. I ain't that's what I'm saying. I leave it to the kids to do this stuff. I know I'm old man. I don't know. My my son be like, oh man, marshmallow man is gonna be blah 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 touring. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. What? There's What is a happening? there's a there's a DJ with a marshmallow on his head or something Oh, that yeah, like yeah. I, I, I've seen him. I've seen him. He's got some... right like Yeah. see I'm not familiar with him I just know Marshmallow Man and like the kids are real happy about that or my son is very happy about him he likes the stuff but if it ain't some Lil Wayne some Jeezy some Little Chris something Some, from early some 2000s old rappers. uh, <laughs> early 2000s I'm good but these young I I leave it it's a it's a young man's game out here. Um, so also moving on, I did see a movie in the theater, um, called all us strangers. Jazz have you checked this out? I haven't seen it, but um, Alex watched it and she liked it. Is that the Paul Mescal, Andrew And Scott one? it is, I thought it was okay. Um, I'm going to be honest and, um, do, do you mind spoilers? Hmm. I don't. I mean, she's already spoiled it for me. Okay, so um, I remember seeing the trailer like some time ago, but like I didn't really. I just remember bits and pieces. Like um, Andrew Scott and Paul Mas uh, Maskell are in like a um, relationship, 
So I thought it was just going to be like, okay, this is a movie about like two um, gay guys in a relationship, like the ups and downs. Like not saying like a rom-com, but like kind of a romantic film. But it's not that at all. It's, um, it is that, but it also has elements of like the sixth sense because there's like ghosts and stuff. I like how Matt immediately looked up like ghosts, you say. <laughs> so I'm intrigued now. So basically, um, Andrew Scott, he his parents died when he was a kid. And so like he will um go visit them, like they're ghosts, but it would be like the version of them when he when they died. So like late 80s, early 90s version of his parents, he goes visits them, but it's 2024. So they're like, oh, so um, don't you feel like you being gay, you you know, people are going to like attack you or whatever. And he's like, no, it's it's not as bad as it was back then. And no, AIDS is a thing, but it's not a thing. So he's like explaining like how the world is now versus like their prejudices from back in the day. But like the thing is like at the end it's revealed that his boyfriend, Paul Mascal, was dead the entire movie. Like, hence the sixth sense thing. Uh -huh. And so I was like, this is not what I wanted to see. I just wanted to see a fun, you know, gay adventure between these two men. And we got <laughs> like fun some. Gay adventure. I think we all need to see that. I agree. But we got some supernatural elements. And I'm like, obviously, you know, make whatever movie you want. But that's not where I thought that we were going, you know, with this adventure. I mean, you can take that line of reasoning to. And you can go to a saw film and be like, I wanted a, a fun gay adventure. <laughs> <laughs> got torture porn. Yeah, yeah. You go to Lord of the Rings, I wanted a fun gay adventure. Well, actually, I mean, kind of but, yeah, adventure. I was about to say, it is a fun <laughs> gay adventure, yeah. It very much is. But no, it was, it was an alright movie. It's just not at all what I expected. And I was just like, I don't want to watch a ghost fucking movie. I don't care if you're gay or not. I just didn't want to watch a ghost movie. Yeah. Uh, and so also um, time of recording the Apple Vision Pro came out where um, this is the new VR headset so think of like the Meta Quest uh, where you strap it on your face so like the problem is I've, I've never tried the Meta Quest I've tried the PlayStation VR but like that's as much VR as I've tried um, so uh, I was at the mall uh, because it came out yesterday and I was hoping they like they let me do a demo but I wasn't sure like how crowded the store would be because you know it's day one and you know like iPhones like this the, the line is wrapped around the building for to get the right. new iPhone but it was like very it was like a very chill day at the Apple store like there were people there but there was people trying to get their cell phones fixed so like normal stuff and so um, I asked if I could get a demo, and I was like, yeah, uh, you'd have to wait about, like, 15 minutes. So um, I, you know, it was, like, a line of, like, three people, me and two, other, two older guys. And I was talking to one of them, and he was telling me how he um, got, like, the first Macintosh, like, back in 1980, whatever, and how, like, how big it was and heavy and how, like, at the time it was, like, $3,000, and that would be like the equivalent of like $7,000 in today's money. And, you know, <laughs> he's like, comparatively, this isn't exp as expensive. And I was like, I hear you, sir. 
but still, this thing is thirty five hundred dollars. So I hear you, man. You you get a used car for that, right? Right. <laughs> so you know, I get I you know, so I get to the table and I do the demo, and like I'm just gonna say, like if you've seen like any reviews where people are like, this thing is cool, like they they are underselling it. Like this thing is absolutely amazing. Like All right, before uh, um. Can you give a little more details about like what this is for people if they never heard what this is? Okay, I know so, you said it's like a meta thing, but like for people who don't know what that is, can you explain what this is? So like you're basically like in a 3D world or whatever, essentially. So like you put the thing on and like just like on your iPhone or whatever, you'll see like the icons. Oh, actually, think more of like if you've used a, a Mac computer and you click like the button that should your, your app tray is that what it's called where it shows all the apps installed on your computer yeah at the bottom yeah yeah and so like it'll show like safari and like iMessage and uh like apple tv the icon and so like you what so it has like eye tracking so like if you look at the if you look at where you want to click it'll highlight it and it, like basically your eye is the mouse so, mm -hmm. like, you could look at, like, the Safari icon and then, like, tap your fingers together and then it'll just open the app. And then you could kind of well, do... Well, how does, how, how does tapping your fingers get it to go? Is something connected to your fingers? No. No, nothing's connected to your fingers. It's just on your face. So, so how like... Does, how does it connect? You need to... It, your hand needs to be in your eye line. Oh, okay. So it has to see it, and then you can do it. Yeah. Okay. So like okay. you, you'll you'll look like wherever the icon is with your eyes, and then like pinch your fingers, and then to go. And like if you're on on Safari, you can like, uh, kind of like scroll, like move your hand, and it'll know like mm -hmm. to scroll up or down or left or right or whatever. And so then we did like a part where like you go into like the photos. And you could kind of like expand the photo to where it's like super big in front of your face or you could make it small. And um, there was like these videos you could watch where it's like the first video, it was like a, uh, it was a birthday party and like the little girl's blowing out her candles and you could see the smoke from the candles and it felt like you were in the room with them. And then the next part was like you're outside and it's a little girl and her mom and they're blowing bubbles and it's like the bubbles are like right in front of your face. Um, and then they've got like, um, so like, th like these are like in front of you. So like, if you turn like, to, like all the way to the left, you will not see that anymore. You'll see like, depending on how it's set, you'll either see like darkness or the person next to you, depending on how you set the glasses up, uh -huh. the, the goggles. And then like, there's like full 3d ones where like, there was like, um, one where you were like in the studio with Alicia Keys and like, she's singing and then, like, you can look to the side in the corner and see, like, her backup dancers. And you could turn around and, like, see, like, the equipment and stuff. So, you know, or you're, like, on a mountain with a lady, like, mountain climbing. And you could look down and you see the depth of, like, how far up she is. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, it's very impressive. And I, I could see that could be a new thing for artists to where, like, you know, all you have to do if artist uh nelly for example if nelly just records in a concert then he could put it on these platforms and charge x amount of money mm -hmm. i don't know how the subscription goes 
to be in this concert or whatever like that. I can see this would be a new revenue thing for artists and stuff like that. That would be pretty dope. Um, I, I mean, this is the first version of the Apple version of this. And I, while I, I, it blew my mind and like, I'll tell any and everybody go to the store and get a demo. I would not tell anybody to buy this at this time. That's going to be my next question. So now that you've seen it and you experienced it. Okay. And the reason why I say this, I have an Oculus, right? Mm -hmm. An Oculus can do similar things like that. But an Oculus is not something I do every day. Oculus was cool when I first got it. I did it a lot. But now it's like a party trick. Whenever I have people over, then I'm like, oh, try the VR stuff, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. So for something like this, excuse me. Mm -hmm. uh, is this a a party trick or is this something that people could use all the time in your opinion I feel like right now it's a party trick but like you can like also link it to your computer and use that as a, an additional screen as well so okay. like it does have like workflow use use cases um, but I from that that's not that wasn't part of the demo but from like the reviews I've seen like you can't so like right now uh I have my laptop in front of me and then I have my two monitors and on one monitor I have the outline and on the other out uh on the other monitor I have like my messenger apps so like uh -huh. if somebody mess I don't at the time that we have to record episodes with Josh nobody's awake so but that's that's just force of habit where like normally it's like 7 8 p.m on a saturday and like people will be messaging me so like i could go back and forth so if you do the um the the vision with your laptop you just have you you can't do multiple screens like this mm -hmm. so like from what from what people were saying that have tried it like that it's not really easy getting your work done with just one right. with one virtual screen so, uh, Josh, imagine you, how much you say this was again? 3,500. So I'm sure it's like, it, wait, is it, it, did it come out in the UK? No idea. Okay. I, I don't keep it with uh, right, I'm So, a, Josh, I'm if, if um, I gifted you $3,500 based off this review that Chad just done, would you want to get this? Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd go and try it out in the shop like you recommend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know if I'd use it. I feel like yeah, I feel like it'll be fun a few times, and then and and, then and you just... that's <laughs> that's my biggest concern, especially something for like the Oculus. I think it was like two hundred and something, maybe like two fifty or whatever it is. It's just like it's a. I just can't see myself like every day. Like when I get home, this is like you know Black Mirror Netflix stuff. It's not like as soon as I get home, I'm gonna you know, put it on and do mm. things. It's going to be like, it's just something I, an extra, an extra party yeah. favorite type of thing to where I'm going to do it. Cause there was a point where like the Oculus, you can like, um, set up the background to where like, I have mine set up to where I'm in a log cabin and I have my fireplace going. So when I watch Netflix on my Oculus, it looks like I'm in a log cabin watching it. And that was cool for like the first day, but then the second day was like, I just watched Netflix on my TV, and right. it was like, I don't need it. I don't need. I didn't need this extra stuff. So like, I know of course people are going to, the new hot thing, especially when it's expensive, they don't get it. But like, 
the average consumer, I just don't see the appeal of it right now to rush out and get this. Yeah, yeah people it's... like convenience first and foremost. I and mean, you know, five years ever five years ago, everyone was saying that um, you know the Oculus would be the future of gaming. For example, people don't really say that anymore. Right? No, no, it's not. <laughs> So as of right now, the um, the Apple Vision Pro only launched in the U.S. And I I personally feel like it's because, one, the price and also like the parts needed to put it together. So like I don't think they made a lot of them, but uh, they're hoping to um, launch internationally by the end of the year. But I, I'm curious... I'm sure it's sold well here because there's like a lot of diehard Apple people. But like, I, I am curious. I mean, yes, there's app hardcore Apple people internationally, but just like, I don't know. How hard are people going to go for this thing? Now with that yeah. price tag, that's expensive. <laughs> yeah. So I'd say like, wait like a few years, the technology will get cheaper and like there'd be more stuff to do on it. Because, like, there's still, like, a lot of, like, apps you, that you would think are, would be on it or, like, there's no Netflix app. There's no YouTube app. So, like, yeah. you know, you can't watch any of that content in, like, the full proper 3D. Uh-huh. Um, my last thing this week is um, a game called Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Time of recording came out this week. And um, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff about it. Um, a lot of negative stuff about it. So that's, that's um, what I've been hearing. That's what I've been hearing. <laughs> you don't say that. <laughs> so I wanna um I wanna show you guys a clip from the game that I like um like I randomly saw this clip and I was like, I'm this this clip makes me very interested in the story of the game. So essentially, um Brainiac has come is can you guys see this full screen or no? Yeah. Yes. Okay, it's four screen. So essentially, Brainiac has come to uh, invade, and he mind he brain he mind control almost the entire Justice League. And so, in this clip, um, the suicide the Suicide Squad has been sent in to do their best to neutralize the situation. And so, I thought this clip was super interesting. So much for the secret lab, buddy. Wonder Sheila's here. Don't embarrass me in front of her. Hey, lady. Throwing us into a building? Totally out of line. Holy shit! It should be in a sword, not a shield. You saw the massacre upstairs. beyond saving how many more lives will be lost while you try and fail i do not need a lecture on morality from a shark so i saw that clip and i was like okay 
this writing seems kind of cool because like I feel that right so in the scene Wonder Woman she got some kryptonite and she basically you know bonded it to her shield and she's gonna you know take on Superman who's just been wilding out here and I'm like okay and then King Shark's like dude it, it should be in a sword like we aren't they're beyond the point of we can save them you need to kill every single one of them because like they're too strong right so i'm like this story seems interesting so like i watched like the whole eight hour video on youtube where it like kind of details the story and for the most part the story's cool um there are people upset because like of the way like they killed the batman character um basically you know there's a boss fight And then um, at the end of it, Harley Quinn just shoots him in the face, like on a park bench. And so, you know, people are upset about that. And I'm like, on one hand, I hear you. But also we're at the point where we have like all these multiverses where none of this matters, you know. Right. But the, you know the what it is? what's up? It's because of that wokeness. <laughs> so. Um, the part that's that kind of that's what I hear. The moving on, the part that kind of made me kind of frustrated is like so the this game is basically trying to be like a Fortnite or whatever, where it's like this or you know this game never ends, even though it clearly has a story. So they're saying Brainiac attacked several multiverses. So like when you beat this game, they're like. Oh man, you saved one world. Now you have to go to another multiverse to save them. And like that's like um that's the the season one pack of you going to the next multiverse to do the same stuff that you did in this one. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, I'm like, wow, that sounds absolutely terrible. So like this game just never ends. Have you played it then? I haven't played it. I just watched the video of like the story because like I the gameplay isn't like something I, I care for. Like it's like um like a borderland type thing where it's like Yeah. you're just shooting stuff. It's not like, oh, man, you have these cool gadgets where you can do X, Y, Z. You're just shooting stuff. I saw Yeah, a that's screenshot. what I like. Oh, Sorry. go ahead. Uh, Sorry. yeah, no, I just the only thing I've seen is a screenshot where um, the hood, you know, every, everything on your screen is just so busy and loud. Yeah, There's so like many a million numbers different things everywhere. going on. Yeah. It just looked like uh, like hell. And I I was like, I played the Arkham games and everything else like that. So when this came out, it was just like with the flying and each character can it was just kind of like too much where I was like, I I'm not gonna be if there was like why does King Shark need to fly? Why are these people like if you can't fly, you just shouldn't be flying, it should be like the regular stuff. Once they started adding that, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm not, I won't be getting this game. right i mean before they showed the gameplay and they're just you know announced it i was like oh that sounds like cool but then i saw like the gameplay and i was like i don't want to play that but the Right. story is the story is really good Until you get to the parts where it's like clearly people above the the game developers told them like you have to do this. And you can tell when they had to do something as opposed to this was natural. Okay. But yeah. Um, so Matt, you are watching um some some drug cartel stuff on Netflix? 
right, I'm gonna put it out right now. Um, Modern Family, Sophia, um, Valara, yeah, I'm not sure how to pronounce her name, but I'm about to say it right now. Um, and no, uh, they just had a ward season, but whatever next ward season is, she's gonna get all these awards. She acted her ass off in this movie, in this TV show. It's a TV show uh, about Grisetta Blanco, um, a cartel um, kingpin, basically. And queenpin. Queenpin, you are correct. So it's about um, eight episodes on Netflix. Now, Griselda Blanco is a ruthless killer. And this show does not do her justice of how ruthless she is. So I knew about uh, a couple years ago, I went down like during this phase of my life, I was all into the documentaries and stuff like that. And I was watching all this stuff. So I knew about her. So I was like, oh, let me watch this. Sophia played this perfectly. Acting, like not just her, like the cast, story, everything is perfect within these eight episodes. But they leave so much out about how ruthless she is. So so this is just, so these eight episodes in campus, her entire run, not like, oh, we want to do a season two to like do some more stuff. No, they could be, but at least from like, from when she, it only released where she started. Like, honestly, like when she was like 14, she was doing stuff. But the movie starts off when she leaves um, wherever she was in South America, she goes to the States. And it kind of gets kind of wonky because she went to this part, but she really went to New York, but whatever. Uh, she leaves for uh, South America, goes to the States and does things or whatever. And that's how she starts her empire stuff, which is all true and everything and how she did everything. But they focused a lot on her being a mother and doing it for her children and stuff and the, the relationships and how, you know, the the drug game didn't appreciate her or didn't trust her because she was a woman and stuff like this and how um, the drugs in Miami. But no, she is like one of the the drug uh, stuff in the late in the 80s and the 90s and all this stuff like that. She was ruthless. I want you watch it. It's a great series. But if you want the full context, you need to watch the documentary called Cocaine Cowboys. Hmm. And that shows that will go in to show. All right. Spoiler right now. So if you don't want to know what happened at the they 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 put a piece of it at the end of the Netflix show, but I'm about to give you the full thing. So if you don't want to hear what happens at the end, skip about 45 seconds. So now she got married, or she already had kids when she met this guy, and that was her bodyguard. So she started, she married that bodyguard, had another kid. Um, he took her husband, took her kid, Michael is a son, Michael Colleon, actually, and he went back to Colombia. She sent a hit out on him, got him killed to get her son back. That's how ruthless she is. And that's not even including to later on when she went to prison. She met a black guy and and that helped him. And it's it's like her story is phenomenal. 
But as I was watching this, the problem I got is that why do all these movies big up the bad guy and you know, like from American Gangster with Denzel Washington and everything else like that, all these like the drug lord movies, like the villain, the bad guy, we're, we're pumping, we're rooting for them, right? Yeah. The police that's doing their job, we root against them. Right. The but question? in the real world, it's, it should be the opposite. But it's like, as I'm watching this, I know like she's done horrible things to people whose families are still alive, dealing with this trauma and stuff. But like, as I'm watching this, I'm like, I'm rooting against the cop because right. they make, they make Griselda, whatever, whatever. But it's just, what, what I don't is the know question, how you, Matt? how do you tell the story of them? How do you tell the story of a drug dealer, but they're, but don't make them um, good or whatever like that, that you root against them as them being the main character? Well, well, I mean, one. Does that not say more about you, Matt, than it does about the uh, <laughs> the TV show? Maybe, it maybe it's just me. It doesn't. <laughs> maybe it doesn't. I'm bad. <laughs> it doesn't. Well, I because... remember. Um... Oh, sorry, Chad. Go on. No, no, you go. You go. I'm sorry. Well, I just uh, it's by the same makers as Narcos, isn't it? I remember watching that, and that's that's all centered on Pablo Escobar. But I mean, I thought, hey, this man is awful. <laughs> I was rooting for the cops the whole time. So See, it's me with a happy ending. I... See, I've never seen Narcos, so maybe it's like maybe if I would watch that, I can get it. But it's like a lot of these times, like the drug dealer person is a person like you kind of want to root for. But and I think it's because I know so much about her that like I know she is not a good person at all. So hmm. I think that's what it is. I I feel like a lot of art people like in the audiences don't know how to disassociate that the person that I'm following is not always a good person. So I, I feel like that's it because like you look at something like a breaking bad and uh, people love Walter white, but they hate the wife character, but the wife character is right. Where she's like, you are a monster. This is not okay. Mm-hmm. But they don't want you to impede on the fun because or like the bulk of our content is like whoever you follow, that's the hero. And Basically, it's yeah. it's really hard for, for you to make a story about a bad person and the audience understands that that is a bad person because we're following mm-hmm. them. So why would we follow someone that's bad, right? We want right. The, we want the person we're following to win. That's 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 story structure. You don't want to watch something and your the person you've been following does not achieve their goals. Right. And also they're they're not only that, they're showing the human side of it too. There's like, oh, they're doing this because of right. they were whatever, like that. So you got like, oh, the sympathy points. Right. But no, it's a great watch. Um a lot of it is Spanish. So if you're not a, a reader, then don't even bother. Um uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's a great watch. And if you want more details. Please check out Cocaine Cowboys. Now, this next story tickles my fancy. And I don't even say it like, say that. It's your fancy, your dick. That's not what she calls it. (laughs) Wow. Oh, wow. (laughs) All right. So there was this meme 
that I seen years ago that I always cherished in my heart is like for the Olympics, what if they just had a regular person in there doing these events, right? So we get a gauge to figure out how good these Olympic athletes are. And I was like, yes, we should. But now a billionaire has announced they're going to have an enhanced Olympics. What does enhanced Olympics mean? You can use all the drugs you want, steroids, everything, do whatever you want. We about to push the human body to its limits and see what happens. And um, let me pull the article up. I'll go man aside for the time. Okay, Peter Thiel and a group of venture capitalists are funding the quote-unquote enhanced games. An Olympic-style competition that allows performance-enhancing drugs. The events include track and field, swimming, gymnastics, weightlifting, and combat sports. And the first event will be held in 2025. And he said that... Uh, uh, and behind the enhanced games, it is allowed to athletes to use whatever substances they wish out in the open, honestly, unlike the Olympics. While 44% of Olympians admit to using banned substances, only 1% get caught. Individuals should be able to make their own choices about their body, and no one, whether it's a sports federation or the government, should be able to tell them about what they can do with it. Where is this event being held? They have not said yet. So I'm curious what country is going to be like, yes, please yeah. use drugs. <laughs> Honestly, I'm here for this. Because my thing is, what if all these athletes are using drugs, right? Mm -hmm. And they're running the same events that the Olympic Olympians do. What if it's the exact same thing? Does that mean that all the Olympians are the drugs and they're not getting tested? I mean, they are getting mm -hmm. tested, but... Oh, I mean, I mean, but like, you know, because if, if these people are, I, I, I'm here for the results. I want to, like, is these, is these scores and times going to be so much higher than Olympians? Because to me, it kind of goes back to um, baseball, MLB, when steroids, and you know, you had Barry Bonds and Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire's hitting home runs and everybody was all happy and then they stopped. Is it, I'm here for this. I don't know. I want to hear you guys' thoughts about this. Are you going to be... Does this turn you off for using illegal drugs? Well, I guess it wouldn't be illegal, but using performance-enhancing drugs. I can I can kind of see the rationale behind it. Um, I think, was it Lance Armstrong who said mm -hmm. like, oh, yes, you kind of have fun, to yeah. because everyone else is doing it anyway. Mm -hmm. so I guess, but I've... I don't know. Uh, like Chow says, I don't know what which country is going to be allowing this. Probably the Netherlands or somewhere like that. Got to keep it neutral, right? <laughs> All right, Chad, what's your thoughts about it? I, I, yeah, I agree. It's interesting. Like I'm, so I mean, I don't think this is going to be televised on television, and not because like, oh man, people are using performance enhancing drugs, but it's like the Olympics is getting terrible ratings because people don't care. So it's like, this isn't something I would watch. But like when the articles come out, I'll skim them. Like I'm interested to know if one does, like what, how far 
can one push the human body? You know, like what, what are these, what are these times going to look like? So I'm curious, but it's like, I don't care, honestly, like in, in the sense where it's like, if I had the money to do this, I wouldn't care. Like this just feels like they were drunk and they were talking because this has been a joke for forever. Right. And they were like, let's actually do this. That's what this and, feels like. Right. This is billionaires doing stuff. And I, I believe like the first time they do this, all eyes will be on this. Just like any new gimmick or whatever thing going on. Um, all eyes will be on it. It's kind of like, like the XFL or any kind of new product. And after that, if it doesn't work, then people fade away. But yeah, whatever this is, I will be watching it. I mean, I wouldn't pay for to watch this. I, I see the clips on social media, uh, but I'll be intrigued on what these results were or whatever. Like that. I thought this, this was... The, uh, the Apple VR of the sports world. Yes. Hey, well, yes. yes. <laughs> I need somebody else to tell me how good this is. <laughs> oh, All right. That's a funny oh. thing. Anything else? No, I was just saying that's a funny meme you sent. Oh. Alright, now we're done. Let's get to the meat potatoes. Alright, this movie, Stranger Days. This is not like TV, only better. <gasps> this is life. It's a piece of somebody's life. This tape is a lightning bolt from God. It can change things, things that need changing before we all go off the end of the road. A former cop turned street hustler accidentally uncovers a conspiracy in Los Angeles in 1999. Um, Josh, what did you think about this movie? Um, <clears throat> oh, wait, wait, I, I, I said it back. Let me start all over. Have you guys seen this movie before? No. This is your first time. First time. First time. Um, so I've heard about it. Like, um, you know, I am extremely intrigued by James Cameron as a human. Mm -hmm. And um, the director of this movie was one of his wives at the time. And uh, Catherine Bigelow. And she has a, you know, pretty interesting filmography. Like, you know, she's most famous for The Hurt Locker. And mm -hmm. she did Zero Dark Thirty. But she also directed, we talked about this last week. She directed Point Break. Mm-hmm. With um, Keanu Reeves and uh, was it uh, not Patrick Kurt Swayze. Russell, Patrick Swayze? Yeah. So um, I heard about this movie. I heard like um, Angela Bassett did this after What's Love got to do with it, and like she's pretty good in it. And so like I was just like, okay, cool. And um, so I was like, yeah, well, let's just throw this into the mix. Let's let's have a conversation about this. I've never seen it. A lot of people haven't seen this movie, so you know. All right, Josh, you start us off. So what did you think about this movie? Good and bad. Um, I mean, yeah, I, it was I, my my uh, my biggest takeaway is that it was kind of interesting from uh, <clears throat> the perspective of hindsight, because it's a film that came out in 1995, but it's set in 1999 at the turn of the millennium. So it's, it's set four years after it was made, but it, it predicts a society which is radically different from, you know, nineteen ninety five society. It's very dystopian. It's very cyberpunk. Um, I was I was speaking to you guys before about you know the cyberpunk game, cyberpunk twenty seven seventy seven, and you can see that game got a lot of inspiration from this film. Mm -hmm. Um, either that or it's coincidence. 
But also, you know, looking back from 2024, it's interesting to see how these predictions didn't really come true. Um, you know, everyone in the film is still using CDs, which is now considered an antiquated technology. But at the same time, they have this technology where you can tap into someone's brain and see what they experienced before they died, which we're very far away from if we'll ever be able to do that. So it's it's interesting from the hey man we were talking about vr on this very episode it's not the same thing though it's different it's very different from tapping into someone's brain a little bit if you think about it (laughs) yeah i guess yeah yeah but uh in terms of the quality of the film um i didn't i didn't follow every single plot point i was a bit i was a bit tired when i watched it (laughs) so um maybe i i shouldn't comment but i didn't find it that engrossing it's very it's again it's very 90s and there's a lot of 90s films and maybe it's because Gillian's camera had his hand in it but um, they they all kind of follow a very similar formula i think some parts of it are quite predictable like who the killer turned out to be mm-hmm. stuff like that i don't know maybe i'm being harsh i feel me and chad have two different uh opinions on this movie so uh, Chad, you oh. go next. Oh, yeah, you do know what I think about this movie because I, I try to keep my letterbox up to date, and so I haven't checked it yet. Oh, okay, then never mind. That's, I actually don't do it because I don't want to know what you think about it. Yeah, so like as soon as I watch something, I like rate it on letterbox so like I, it'll be done. And yeah, okay, I did, I thought you looked at it. So I'm gonna say this: I watched this movie when I had to go into the office, um, this week, and I was not happy at all. Because, like, I'm an old man now. I don't want to see nudity in movies. And there is so much nudity in this movie. And I'm like, what are we doing, movie? I'm at work. What if somebody walks by? Like, what are we doing? So, like, that, I was put off by that, honestly. Like, I, I'm an old man. I'm old man, Chad. Like, these women need to keep their clothes on, you know. Exactly. <sighs> but, um, so this movie was not at all what I expected it to be. Um... You know, like like Josh said, you know, it's, it's sort of a dystopian future. Like I feel like they did get some things kind of accurate, but also it was mirroring some stuff that had happened before. Like the civil unrest was mirroring the Rodney King stuff that happened earlier in the 90s. But also, fun story, we aren't past that. We've had so much civil unrest since, you know, the 1990s. And so, like, all that felt so familiar and like the distrust of the police, we're, we're still doing that now. Um, I thought the technology was very interesting and like the way it worked. And I thought it was funny how like everybody had like all this stupid hair just to hide like that headset thing. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. The plot was just, I wouldn't call it thin, but I was hoping more from the plot, honestly. Um, Acting was solid. Um, you know, Angela Bassett was being Angela Bassett. And I felt like she was doing too much Angela Bassett, if that makes sense. No, and, and that's where it got me. I was like, is Angela Bassett doing too much or is Angela Bassett better than the rest of these people? And I was like, I realized she was above them. Mm-hmm. Or it's, it's weird. It's like, I don't want to say she's above them, but it felt like, she was everybody was at 
I don't want to say no, everybody was putting she was less given in. more than needed in the role. Like right, there's okay, a there's scene, a, that's a better thing. There's yeah. a scene yeah. where she comes home from, I guess, work, and like her parts, her partner committed some sort of crime, and she's like crying and stuff. And I'm like, I understand what we're doing here, Angela Bassett, but you don't need to do all this. I'm not saying she needs to phone it in, but you are literally at a, a ten right now, and the scene calls for a six. Right, it was it was something like that. So I was got confused. I was like, "Is she better than everybody else, or is everybody else folded it in?" It was it. It felt like that when she was on screen. Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm like, "You're doing too much, Angela Bassett." Like, she was good in the movie. Like, I liked her. I understood what her character was doing. I was very surprised that they let her kiss her kiss Ray Fiennes in 1995. Cause like, they they weren't really okay with a with certain types of interracial stuff on the big screen at the time mm -hmm. so i was very surprised that they actually got to kiss um the movie i was, was surprised by that because i didn't really see any chemistry between the characters i mean i got that her character liked him and I I, story 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 <laughs> wise <laughs> it makes sense but chemistry it doesn't like right. story wise i get wise but like 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 josh says chemistry wise no it doesn't no, I, I'm, I'm with you. Like, they didn't have chemistry, but, like, I understand why the script said that that should have happened. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, this. I thought this movie was okay. Like, I wouldn't rewatch this. I personally would not recommend it. It was okay. I'm happy to have seen a little uh, uh, unwatched gem, but um, I don't feel like this was her best work. And, um... I did not like this movie at all. And there was a point where like I actually got angry at you and myself because you gave me the option to pick which movie and I picked this one and I was like I got angry. It's like why did I because at one point in the movie as I'm watching this like I paused it I had to do something I came back and it was like two hours more and I was like wait right? how long is this, long is this movie? Right. <laughs> so then like it's 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 messy and it's convoluted at the same time to where like I get what they're trying to do, but a lot of this stuff did not need to be in this movie. Did the millennial stuff need to be in this movie? No. No. It it needed to the, the story is about the events that happened in the wire and stuff like that. To me, and it it seems convoluted. And what was going on, it was like a lot of different storylines going on to where it was like, I don't like this. <laughs> and, but I will say that um, during that time, the technology, I did appreciate them doing the first person stuff. And I believe that if somebody, especially now, somebody can steal this idea and make it a lot better. Mm -hmm. Um about uh, capturing the, these people's uh, views and things like that. I appreciate that. But, like, overall, like, I do not like this movie. Um, and now that you said that she did this right after, uh, what you say? What movie she What's did? What's love got to do with it? I'm disappointed that she did this. Uh, this is beneath her. Uh, and... Like all this, it's crazy thing about like all these stars that we have now was in this movie, young and everything else like that, and what they become. But I, I'm like, you got to start somewhere. But 
I did not like this movie at all. And like you said, like honestly, when they were getting naked and the rape and everything else like that, I'm like, I understand it's 1995, but I'm like, y'all need to chill out, all right? I mean, y'all could do this and not have to show, like, maybe that's the old man in me. I don't know. But it mm -hmm. was like, all that stuff was a turn off for me. It was like, it did not intrigue me more into this. It made me dislike it more. Um, but yeah, I did not like this movie at all. I appreciate what they were trying to do at the time and everything, but... And then, like, the thing that made me, I didn't say upset, but it was like, when I was when I was doing my research, this is a cult classic. Yeah, people like this movie. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, but we're what? watching it with 2024 eyes. Well, that's true. But I'm like, what in this movie? Or are you like, okay, like you said, you're not gonna watch this again. I'm gonna turn this on on a Tuesday afternoon. What part of this movie am I enjoying? On a Tuesday afternoon. It's nostalgia, man. It's like if you watch, if we watch certain things at a certain point in our lives, we connect with them. And like the nerds of the time, and I'm not talking down, I'm just saying like the people that like really like this level of science fiction really connected with it. Cause like what else like this were they making at the time? Like That's we got true. like and your demolition man or whatever. But well, so it, I, I, I guess see. Man, they weren't raping women. Well, let me say that. Let me think real quick. No, they weren't. No, no. But, but it's also, just... it's like at the time, like also, like look at. I'm not saying like I would get off on this, but like at the time, like you know, think of where the internet was and porn and stuff, right? And it's just right. like a certain. I'm not saying I'm not saying anybody's getting off to this, but I'm just saying like there are certain things. There are certain things that you could only see in films mm -hmm. at the time. And so, like, there's a lot of things where, like, a younger version, like, if I saw this movie in the 1990s, maybe I would like it. Maybe I would have liked it. I don't know. I mean, that could be true, but I know I agree with you because it's like, you know, like the cult following of all this other stuff, like Star Wars and everything. I didn't watch this in real time, so I don't get it. So, you, you're probably right. But as me right now, I, I, I appreciate the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Cinematography of doing stuff. Yeah, and I feel like as much as Hollywood recycles stuff, this plot is good. They need to recycle this in 2024 terms, and you can do something with this. You don't have to include. I mean, even you can include rape, but you don't need to show it like that, but you can do the storyline and do something with this and make it good. The pieces are there. It's just, you need to change it. I agree. But I was also thinking like, if they made this movie now, people would be like, so we just have another movie about, you know, the police being evil. You know how people are. Police are evil. <laughs> well, some of the police are evil. <laughs> so, uh, but like elements of this have been used to the point where people will be quote unquote annoyed. Right. And um trivia time. Juliette Lewis did all of her own vocals for the film for a character's face club performances. I don't know if she could sing like that. Yeah, she's in a band. But she's one of those actors that's like, you know, that has a band and it's 
is annoying about it. In a good way or a bad way? No comment. <laughs> the opening sequence of the film was shot at four separate locations as one continuous location could not be found. The cuts between shots were, dis were disguised by randomly panning the camera around due to the pace of the scene. The sound man cannot effectively record any of the actual sound on the set. All the sound and dialogue in the sequence had to be overdubbed post-production. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I guess you like, it's like a first-person shooter type of thing of them doing that. And I didn't know they were doing that type of stuff in 1995. So I give them props on that. Um, Next one. James Cameron first could see the story in 1986, but shelved it due to his commitment to other projects. He revived the idea at the behest of his ex-wife, Catherine Bigelow, after he had also helped to rewrite Point Blank. Cameron handed in what he called a scriptment, a cross between a script and a story treatment, but had to leave due to other commitments. The screenplay was finished by Jay Cox, who was mainly responsible for the dialogue. And this is what I was wondering, because... The movie's title comes from the album Strange Days by the Doors, a cover version of the album's track played in the movie. Like, I watched the movie, and I'm like, I don't understand the movie Strange Days. You could have came with a better name for that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Right. All right. So, what do you guys think the Rotten Tomatoes was on this movie? 68. I feel like it's going to be low because this movie bombed. And so I'm going to say 30. Uh, Josh is 100% correct. 68. Oh, okay. Is actually 68 tomato oh, meter. Wow. Okay. What do you think the audience score is? 80. Yeah, I'd say 74. Ooh, Josh is on it today. 73. <laughs> audience, uh, tomato meter 68%. Audience score 73% with 2,500 plus ratings. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I've watched this. I know it's a thing, and I plan on forgetting about this. Uh, like the part where I was like, "Check out me watching a movie that the police are beating down Angela Bassett." I was like, "What kind of movie is this?" Oh, that's another part <laughs> when they were beating the shit out of her. I'm like, Angela Bassett. I understand, but you got to tone this down, girl. You, you're acting too hard. Right. It was just like, I was like, yeah. And I was like, this is a movie. This is a movie. <laughs> this was shot on film. You're right. Can I ask, as as a Brit, were you convinced by uh, Ray Fiennes' accent? I'm never convinced by any of <laughs> I think I saw him on the, sorry, on the, on the subway of the tube, as it's called here, the other day. I, I'm really? sure there's a guy who looked just like him. But I didn't get a really good look at him, so I don't know. So I've never seen Schindler's List, but um, so seeing him in this, I'm like, dude, you don't know how to play a hero. Stop it! Like, <laughs> yeah, he's gonna stop. be a villain. Yeah, that's a good thing. Maybe next time you're on, we'll we'll play uh, different actors, and then you you can try to guess if uh, they're they're uh, English or not. Oh yeah, we'll play like mm -hmm. an audio clip. We can't let you see the person's. Yeah, face. you can't see their face. You just you just play their mm -hmm. thing. You say if they're English or not. I like that. That sounds like mm -hmm. a fun game. Yeah. 
All right. But yeah, Josh, thank you again for being on. We appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. Good. And Always good seeing you, man. Yes. And tell and our we will try to tell our future cousin, tell our future cousin Alex, we said hello. And be. tell her congratulations. Yeah. Will do. <laughs> um, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm just happy to be here. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Please rate, like, and review our podcast or platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at wespockpod at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on X, Fumi's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Threads. It's a thing. Yes, we use it. No. We, we don't yes, use it. Yes, it's a thing. We don't use it, but it's a thing. And <laughs> we used to talk pod. Follow chat at Letterbox at BOW1213. Follow me at Mr. King0257. Josh, what is also your Letterbox? Uh, my letterbox is, I think, just Josh Allen, A double L A N. That will be in the show notes. Cool. Yes. Um, please don't forget to subscribe and follow to our YouTube channel. We're gonna have extra content, bonus reviews, and things of that you can't get anywhere else. Join us next week as we do Harlem Nights. And once more, thank you so much for listening. And now you know what we used to talk about at.